I need you, while I do this live, read for my buddy uh, Nick White and Firm Foundations. I need you to pick a winner. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Hold on. Let me okay. read it, and then oh, you can you get do it. That. Okay. Your mental health is just as important as your physical health, but oftentimes we neglect our mental health due to our busy lives. That's why the team of therapists at Firm Foundations in Monroe is now offering weeknight appointments from 8 and Saturday appointments from 9 to 2. You might need Firm Foundations late night after listening to Bleed Tech Blue. I'm kidding. To schedule your after-hours appointment, call Firm Foundations at 318-654-7010 or go online, myfirmfoundations.com. I always say that because of everything that was going on at Tech lately. All right. Um, Tabes, do you have Kevo's ad readily available? And then I do. All right, let's play that, and then I'll let Kevo pick a winner. We'll get out Aren't of here. All right, here we go. Okay. Here you go, Kevo. This is the greatness for you. Okay. Here we go. Looking for a great atmosphere to watch the big game? How about a family-friendly environment? More importantly, how about a place with the most unique and mouth-watering barbecue in the area? That's right, Two Dudes Brew and Q. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. The smoked meatloaf? It speaks for itself. How about the barbecue pasta? Maybe the barbecue nachos or pork rinds. Also, the newest menu item, the smoked chicken salad sandwich. And no meal at the Dudes would be complete without the top shelf banana pudding. So come find out for yourself what all the fuss is about at Two Dudes Brewing Q, 436 Desired Street in Monroe. I'm the dude. Bro, I'm not even it worthy. It may be my best work. I'm not even worthy of, of sitting in the same room with I, people like you and Taves that maybe my do best this work. stuff. Yeah. Bro, that's very. I know, I know, dude. So why don't we reward? Don't reward me. Reward our audience. Get somebody. I, I think free. we need to. Yeah. So, uh, random pick today will be. Uh, let's go. Uh, Mark Murphy. Hey, Mark. Mark. Twenty-five dollar gift card to two dudes. It'll be at the restaurant. Uh, obviously, we're closed on Tuesday. So uh, I'll have it ready for you in the morning, brother. Come by and see and us and tell more people. And if you didn't win, Kevo says. He's back, and he's going to yeah. give away a gift card every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Let's do it. Appreciate you, brother. Glad right. to have you back. Thank you, brother. Glad God to bless have you, you back. All right. Awesome. For Kevo, for Ken, for Tabes, coming up next, the guys at Bleed Tech Blue. I believe they'll give them something to talk about. See you tomorrow 3 o'clock. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. Shaw, and I know the only thing warmer than the weather in Louisiana is our warm welcomes. And in 2018, a record 51.3 million visitors were greeted with that famous Louisiana hospitality. Even better, they spent a total of over $18 billion on their trips. 
On behalf of the Louisiana Office of Tourism, thank you to everyone that makes our state such a special place to live in, visit, and feed your soul. Tell your friends to experience Louisiana at louisianatravel.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Office of Tourism. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. It was a moment. It was a moment that changed my life. We looked down from the chopper and saw the whole area was flooded. At that moment, it really hit me. This is why I joined the guard. People had gone up to the rooftops to escape the rising waters. Talk about intense moments. We had to lower the guides online some 30 feet down. This is where teamwork and training really paid off. It took steady nerves and steady hands for the chopper pilots to hover like that. No question, guard pilots are the best in the world. I couldn't believe it. I just saved a life. What could be better than serving the people of my hometown? In the National Guard, you serve your community as well as your country while you work or attend college. In return, you gain skills in which you can build a career and receive benefits that can help you pay for college. Learn more about what it means to be a citizen soldier at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the first National Bank Lead Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Acme Glass, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, and Ideal Portable Building. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Let's go. BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor running the board. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7. We're your home for all things Louisiana Tech Athletics for the next 90 minutes. Certainly want to thank you for joining us tonight. If you want to call us, if you want to text us, all the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Beck. We're back again. Yeah, I'm here this week, BC. Uh, nice to see you. Nothing really to talk about. I mean, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot going on. Pretty, uh, pretty standard week in tech football. Yeah. What could we possibly be discussing this week? Let's go ahead and thank our sponsor, First National Bank, Fairway Carts, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen, Ideal Portable Buildings, Acme Glass, Brister Smokehouse, and O'Neill Gas. Beck, I guess let's jump right to the Fairway Carts hotline. Got an early caller tonight. Good friend Chase joining the program. Chase, how are we doing tonight? Hey, guys. How are y'all doing? I'm, I'm a depressed tech fan. Hey, well, As we all are. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the, I guess the biggest thing I wanted to talk about was I, I feel like, you know, people have been saying, well, we've still got so much to play for, and we really do. But I really, really, really wanted to host the conference championship game at the Joe, and and that's going to be really hard to do now. Yeah. And uh, you know, just the you know the camaraderie that that would build for the program, uh, the possibly selling the Joe out, and uh, the home field advantage of that. It's just it's a heartbreaker that that that's going to be very. Uh, difficult to see happen now. Yeah, it's certainly going to take Louisiana to getting some help. Uh, obviously, Marshall's going to have to lose an additional conference game uh, just to give Louisiana Tech that opportunity. And obviously, Louisiana Tech has to uh, win the final two regular season games themselves. But 
uh, like you said, it's it's a tough week. It's tough to overcome. It's not a fun week to be a Bulldog fan, especially when you see an eight-game winning streak uh, apparently, you know, go down the drain. But uh, like you said, there's certainly still plenty to play for. Absolutely there is, and, and I, I could definitely see a scenario where we still go uh, likely to Marshall for yeah. you know, competing for a conference championship. Um, you know, the guys that got in, involved in the scandal, you might say, they, they definitely let us down. Um, that's, that's very heartbreaking, but, you know, you, you feel for them and you hope that they learn from this and, and move on and, and be better players and, and better people after this. Well, and I think that's really all you can say at this point. is It was unfortunate. It certainly cost the team uh, in perhaps the two biggest games of the year, but, uh, you know, you can't sit here and – and, and dwell on it for the next 90 minutes, and, and we're not going to. We're going to talk a little bit about it coming up here in a few minutes. But like you said, you have to hope they learn their lesson and, and they come back, uh, you know, not better football players, but better men. Uh, you know, you want them to c- become better men uh, from this su- tough scenario that they had to go through. Absolutely. And one more thing, just uh, with UAB coming up this week, uh, I, you know, I was concerned – really about the Marshall game. I just didn't have a good feeling about it. And I'm pretty concerned about this one, too. It's, it's going to be a tough game, but we really need to win this one. Uh, that way we can you know, go ahead and wrap this up and, and make sure we, we get that uh, slot in the conference championship game. So let, let's all unite as Tech fans and, and try to root these guys on. Absolutely, Chase. Thanks for the call. All right, thanks. You can call us, you can text us on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Beck, you look like you got something on your mind. We just need more fans like Chase. You know, I mean, this has been a tough week, Ben. I mean, we've uh, we've heard about every possible rumor out there, Ben, and, you know, we've kind of come to the conclusion that for many reasons we're just not ever going to know the true story or uh, be told the true story from the university. And that's due to privacy And that's due to privacy, which you're saying – you know, I think as a as a you know an average fan, I'm, I'm frustrated. Well, I think I don't, we all I, are I think frustrated. We, it was just all rumors. We, we didn't know what was going on, and then really didn't get confirmation until the night before the game. So, but you're you're saying that, that just absolutely hands down, university cannot disclose what happened. That, that is correct. And, and you know, we we've seen different scenarios all over the country as to you know different players. I know LSU obviously had Michael Divinity that left the program. Uh, likely due to a similar issue, and, and LSU hasn't addressed the situation. Whether it, whether you have it described to you like Tech described it as an internal issue within the athletics department, or you have it described as a violation of team rules, whatever it may be, that's about all you're going to get out of a university. Yeah, and, and it's it's just, that's. I mean, Sean was just talking about it. Like, do we deserve to know as fans? And you know. It's you can a, argue on either side. The yep. reality is, is that we we won't know. But it it does uh, it does lead to a little bit of a frustrating week, and and just I think fans are frustrated too because I feel like we were on the brink of a, a historical season. I mean, I chance, think that's the biggest frustration. a chance to win out, and you know, for someone like a, kind of a pessimist like me, you know, we hadn't things hadn't happened that usually happen to Tech is what it seems like, you know. Yeah. And this year we're like, man, this I mean, Tech this just, might be the year we're bulldozing right through all the things that we used to fall to and then all of a sudden something this random comes out of nowhere and it's like well of course of course this happened because that's something that would happen you know so that's been frustrating ben but i mean we can talk all day about it you know if you want 
I don't know what you want to talk about. And, and listen, I'm not going to sit here and and before we get into the loss, obviously Louisiana Tech goes on the road Friday night. They drop a 31 to 10 decision to Marshall. Back eight game win streak. We'll see you. It's over. You're eight and two. You drop your first conference USA game. You're now five and one. But like Chase said, you still got everything in front of you. You got to figure out a way to go on the road and beat a good UAB team this week. Uh, before closing out the regular season at home against UTSA. But j- just to talk a little bit about this Jamar Smith suspension, Adrian Hardy suspension, and James Jackson suspension, we're not going to come to you and say that kids will be kids. Yeah. You know, like that, that's not the right approach to it, in our opinion. And, you know, we had, you know, what was it, 10 or 11 callers on the postgame show. But at the end of the day, the three players made a mistake off the field, they have to pay the repercussions for it. And like Skip said in the press conference, you can sit here and be sorry, feel sorry for yourselves. You can sit here and point fingers at those guys. But at the end of the day, you got to play the game with the players that you got. And Tech didn't get the job done on Friday night. That's basically what it boils down to. Yeah, and the other interesting part of this is, you know, the the business side of this of, uh, for the university who seems may have some control in how they handle off-field issues. um, You know, the whole argument of things getting swept under the rug versus suspensions and it's the battle you know not that i'm i mean i'm kind of proud of tech for standing up to it because it's probably really tempting to be like hey we have a historic season and you know like yeah oh, wins yeah. drive money and money drives our program and like these are all things that are important to the growth of the of athletics but sometimes we have to do the right thing which is not the always the fun not thing. always the fun thing or the popular thing but the thing of this is really about developing young men and, and giving consequences when um, when they for some of their actions, and so I, I can't imagine the turmoil that that department has felt the last. And I'm not saying everything was. Oh, I can't imagine the emails but, and calls. Oh, that and then got from this I mean, week. you're a big donor. You're like, I want to know what's going on. Yeah, oh, so you absolutely. call Tommy, and he either tells you or he doesn't or whatever. You know, so um, this is not. You know, I, I don't believe the. You know, I've heard a lot of people talk about how things were handled. I don't think anybody really knows how everything was handled. But also, I just I don't think they were out to handle things poorly. I think uh, if, if they did or whatever, this is just a unique situation that um, it's not very often that your quote-unquote rock star quarterback. Oh, oh, look at that. Uh, rock star quarterback reference. gets in trouble in, a, in the middle of a historic season when you're making a push. So tough thing to deal with, but uh, I'm you know about ready to be done talking about it. And like you said, we got players that can play yep. Saturday night, so let's learn how to win with them. Absolutely. So, we're going to discuss the Marshall game at length in the next segment. Obviously, like I said, Louisiana Tech falls 31-10 to in Huntington. Bulldogs drop their uh, first game in Conference USA play. We got a text on the text line. Oh, we got a couple, BC. All right, let's hear them. All right. One of them. If uh, Tech loses to UAB, what's the reception for Jamar on whew, senior day? Rough. <laughs> it's not going to be good. No, Let me tell you. Certainly not. Certainly, and we're going to discuss all of this throughout the show. Uh, I believe it's coming up at 6.30. We're going to discuss multiple questions that we've received throughout the week, and you know, some of our opinions are some things that Tech fans might not agree with. You might agree with us. Whatever it is, call us. Text us, 888-993-7762. Uh, we, we'd love to hear from you on the Fairway Carts hotline. Another text. Another from the text from Emmett. Let's hear it. Well, you said, uh, you know, we're not going to say kids will be kids. Emmett says adults should be adults. <laughs> Fair enough, hey, Emmett. I completely agree with that. There is, uh, you, you have Fair to Fair enough. You have to understand the, uh, you know, especially these guys on scholarship, like you're being, you know, you're going to school for free. You're representing the university. You well, must- and hold on on that thought. And 
you know, I agree with that completely, but you also hear the people that say, oh, you know, if you do this on a job one time, you're fired. Well, if you're going to say that, like, I'm fine with it, but you're basically supporting what these players want when it comes to paying players. If you want to call it a job, then, well, there you go. They they deserve to be paid. But, you know, we, we could debate it all night whether or not, we think it, it was the right thing or not. And, you know, like I said, we're certainly going to discuss that coming up at 6.30. Beck, lost in the shuffle in the loss to Marshall 31-10 to Friday night. I, I don't know if you saw it, but Ethan Reed, right guard for the Bulldog, Bulldogs, and I wanted to point this out, made his 50th straight start at right guard. That's pretty good. That's incredible. That's not a lightly contacted position, Ben. So pretty, no. pretty tough to stay healthy and stay, you know, doing your job. Well, and you know that that's basically starting from the day you walk on campus until the day you leave, and not suffering an injury throughout your four years, which is pretty incredible. I know Ethan was a freshman All American. He's certainly been an All Conference selection as well. So uh, kudos to him and his. Uh, I guess his longevity and his ability to stay on his the field. His tenure on the squad. On the squad you yeah, know? certainly able to stay on the field. So, uh, big props to the Bulldog right guard, Ethan Reed. Beck, did you did you have a chance to watch some NFL action for some former dogs this week? I did. I did. And, uh, you know, got a bone to pick with Fergie, Ben. Oh, really? Let's hear it. Yeah. First of all, I'm going to go ahead and jump out in front of this because I'm sure you got it somewhere in your uh, little line, your uh, outline here. But uh, Yeah, see, you hadn't turned it yourself. Took a hard loss to old BC this week in fantasy. Oh, yeah. You like to run your mouth about beating me four times last year. Well, hey, did you keep it within 100 Let this week? Let me tell week? you what. We've had the league for this is fifth year. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, second lowest score in league history happened this week. I bet dropped up 53. No, I think, it, well, I think you're being generous. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. You know, I had Deshaun Watson dropped a little four, that's, four burgers. That's, that's your problem with Fergie. That's my problem with Fergie. Fergie gets his first career sack, props to him, but in the process almost rips Deshaun's Achilles right out of his ankle, so uh, he was able to, quote, I mean, I guess you could say finish the game. I mean, he did horrible, but <laughs> either way, um, yeah, that's, uh, and then Jeff Driscoll getting the start for How the How about Lions. Jeff? 209 yards, two touchdowns, 51 yards rushing, yeah. another touchdown, certainly. Play the Cowboys, right? Yeah. yeah not Pro- a W, but I would not be frustrated if I'm the Lions about that performance from your back. Yeah, back. he's proven his worth, and good for him after having to find a new home. When the Bengals went with Ryan Finley over him in the preseason, I don't know if you've seen Ryan Finley play football lately, but uh, yeah, might need to go back to the high school ranks. And Ben, I mean, criticize me if you want, but the backup position in the NFL, not a bad job. (laughs) Not a bad game at all. If you're okay with not being in the front of spotlight, if you can solidify yourself as a viable backup, you will have a long career. Make plenty of money. Especially some like this year. Like People are having trouble all over. Oh, I bet there's been 15 backups yeah, that have made starts. Yeah, and there's been four or five of them that I've never even heard of before. And so, uh, good for Jeff Driscoll. It's, uh, he poised. Making, he was on Sports Center Top 10 last week. With poise. A, poise. Hey, how does saying he doesn't look like a, he doesn't look like he's nervous? Had a nice spike in the end zone when yeah. he when he ran it Got in. Him there. A little tutty, yeah. How about Boston Scott? We had Boston on the show last week. Goes for ninety nine total yards on twelve touchdowns. As uh, long 12 as twelve touchdowns, <laughs> twelve touches. Go Boston, incredible. <laughs> twelve touches back. If Boston will just you know leave the punts alone inside the ten. Yeah, he was catching those. Yeah, not not fumble on a kick any, return. Any chance that the coach was telling him catch it? Not a chance. So what, what's the what's the rule on that? If it's ten yards and in, just let it go. Yep. Let Why it fly. was he catching it? Wants to make a big play. Let's get him on the show and ask him because I got to know. 
let's hear what he has to say. You mentioned Jalen Ferguson had the first sack of his career uh, in the Ravens' blowout win over the Texans. Jelly Bean Ellis also got his first action. Oh, yeah, Jelly Bean. Yeah, give Jelly some credit. Uh, of course, he's back in the league with the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, not a bad team to join, BC. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead get to our first timeout. Of course, coming up at 645, we'll have Evan Dudley of AL.com. Uh, join the program, discuss some Louisiana Tech and UAB here in Conference USA play. We come back from the break. Uh, we'll touch on the Duncan Dogs real quick. They're getting set to host Mississippi Valley State. Uh, we'll take a look at back at their previous week. We'll look at the Lady Texters as well. We'll be back right after this. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. all the time. Excuse me? No, it doesn't. You always alert me. My point exactly. Cars that have forward-facing cameras need to be recalibrated when you replace the windshield. How would I know that? Most people don't. Next time, take it to Acme Glass and Mirror. They were the first one in the region that could replace your windshield and recalibrate your forward-facing camera. And unlike taking it to a dealership and paying out of pocket, Acme will bill your insurance. It's that easy. Thanks. I'm going to Acme Glass and Mirror. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. Listen up. This Saturday and Sunday will be the best two days of the year to trade your home in for a new one. It's our annual Thanksgiving sale. Every home on the lot is on sale at Greg Tilly's in Bossier. Don't miss out on our huge savings. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat. And you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Ben Carlisle, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabers running the board. Beck, before we get into discussing Louisiana Tech's 31-10 loss at Marshall, I wanted to just talk Dunkin' Dogs real quick. Dunkin' Dogs last week, of course, they were in action when we were on the air uh, they knocked off Wiley College. Yeah, you probably never yep. heard of them. 98-52. They fell Saturday afternoon at Creighton, 82-72. 
Uh, it's a pretty quality Creighton basketball team. They're actually about to tip off here in about 12 minutes against Mississippi Valley State. Real quick nugget on Mississippi Valley State. Giving up 120 points per game. Need some defense. Hey, got got beat by 92 oh. against Utah to open the how year. Do you, how do you Largest coach? loss in NCAA history. How do you coach that team and go to bed at night hey, and be like, we got to get rallied for tomorrow. Taves will love this reference. Guess who Mississippi Valley State's coach is, Taves? I just happen to know. Oh, Lindsey Hunter. Who's that? NBA, like, what, he played in the league about 10, 12 years probably. Yeah, he's, and he can't. He can't. Not coaching he was in Detroit Stevens. for a while. Yeah, played in Detroit for quite My a while. Goodness. So they're in action with Mississippi Valley State tonight. They'll host North Alabama on Friday before traveling to Indiana next Monday night with the uh, matchup with the Hoosiers. Lady Texers knock off Memphis last Wednesday, eighty-three seventy-four. They'll host Wichita State tomorrow night at six thirty. Travel to Ole Miss on Saturday. So Beck, you look at this matchup with Marshall. Obviously, we had heard that Jamar would be out. Right. And we'd heard it early in the week. It was confirmed Thursday night when Tech announced it. But Aaron Allen gets his first career start. And, listen, he was 19 of 32. He's 159 yards passing. Not overly impressive by any means. But did, I'm not going to say ben, I went into the say, game yeah. with expecting him to tear it no, up. No, and I'm not I, – I'm not, I said this on the post-game show. I'm sure everybody was listening. Uh I'm not a genius, okay? No, you're not. No, but that pretty much exactly what I thought was going to happen. I thought Aaron was going to struggle to like get a lot of production out of the offense, but I didn't think he would turn the ball over. That's why um, I was in there. It was just a very conservative game plan. Um, it, about what I thought was happening, I thought maybe we'd get lucky on some big plays. You know, maybe maybe Henderson would have a, a real big game and bust out some long runs. But that's kind of what I expected out of Aaron Allen. I mean, you and I got a lot of uh, got a chance to watch him a lot in the in the spring and fall. And um, I mean, he's a, he's a good player. He just well, he just needs time. He needs I game. Agree. He needs game. And yep. so I'm glad he got it. He it's really great to not go out there and throw three picks. And hopefully, he's be better this week. Yeah, hopefully, he's, I think he probably learned a little bit. Tough environment to go playing on the road against probably your best one opponent. of the better best, defenses yeah. in the league. Yeah. No doubt. So I'm not frustrated with Aaron. I, th- I kind of thought that would happen. Um, I'm gonna push my frustration onto the uh, the boys that made poor decisions that week. But okay, you know that's where I really am at. You know, well, and, and listen, Skip talked about Allen's performance today. You know, he's 19 of 32. Receivers had four drops. He also threw four 50-50 balls, uh, which Tech came down with none of them. So if you come down with two of the four, you're looking at 25 of 32 in your first career start. Now we've talked a lot about drops throughout the year, so we're not going to sit here. And say they don't happen. Got to throw but, a catchable ball, BC. Absolutely. So, but at the same time, the performance wasn't terrible. It was probably about what you would expect from a redshirt freshman in his first career game. Now, you mentioned the conservative game plan. Skip talked about that today. Allen has a. He said he has a tremendous um, grasp of the offense, but he said at the same time they were trying to protect him some. They didn't want to come out and have to go five wide. You know you know, throughout a majority of the game and force him to have to throw for 350 yards if they wanted to win. And so he said, going forward this week, you kind of got to take the gloves off and you got to say, you know what, like you're going to have to step up a little bit more uh, if we're going to figure out a way uh, to win this West Division. So I thought, I don't know if that was encouraging to hear Skip say that, but the encouraging part was he has a good grasp of the offense. He said he's extremely impressed with how well he sees the field 
And as long as you continue to protect the ball, you're going to be in most games. Now, on the flip side of protecting the ball, to me, that's why Tech lost the game. The punter, Farlow, drops the ball on the one-yard line on a perfect snap from Reeves Blankenship. Shout out to our boy Blankenship. Yeah. And that leads to an easy Marshall touchdown right there before half to put them up 17-7. to I really thought that was the momentum-changing play of the game. Right, I agree. And you, you, that's a big swing in points right there. And, oh, and you know, even we got a text in the text line. Brett says, drop punt and Elliott's interception isn't on Allen or the lack of Jamar. Had Neither is the snap over his head. Right, yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to go ahead and deflect the Elliott's interception. That was at the very end of the game. Kind of a Hail Mary play. Yeah, deflect sure, it. Sure, I wish you'd have thrown it out of bounds. We had another chance. But that's a situation where you're trying to get a touchdown. You don't have enough time to catch well, up and anyways. you don't get to and, play a whole lot. So. No, yeah, you might as well go for it. Uh, but you're right. There was a couple of plays, a snap over the head, the drop punt. Um, that, you know, Skip kind of broke it down. And, you know, you protect the wheel route a little better on two plays. I mean, you're, you're four plays from being in the game. Yeah. And I know every football game, a lot it's of football games yeah. can be decided by four plays. But – as a coach, you got to be encouraged to say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We didn't get beat off off the field. It this wasn't week. a thirty-one. Right. We made game. we made two or three very big mistakes that, that we haven't have made never all year. Happened, that we haven't made all year, and then we didn't adjust on defense the way we would have liked to. I mean, you're talking about a difference of being in the game versus not. So that's why I'm not like super discouraged. It is encouraging to hear that uh, he's going to give Aaron Allen a little more rope to play with the offense. But it's kind of, this is kind of a this is a must win game. Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You might as well go for it. So. And, and, you know, when you look at the Marshall team, I'm not going to say that, you know, Louisiana Tech was head and shoulders better than Marshall, but I thought Tech had better players outside of the quarterback Mm -hmm. position. Green was just a little bit better uh, than Allen was. Obviously, I thought Obialo, the receiver, he was playing in his first game of the year, and he goes for 146 yards on eight catches. If Obialo's not out there, you know, I, I'm not sure the Marshall team scores more than 13 or 17 points. So it, it's certainly a game that Louisiana Tech let slip through their hands with the multiple mistakes that they made throughout the game. But at the end of the day, a loss is a loss, and you have to figure out a way to get off the mat going forward and pick up a win at UAB this week. Beck, let's jump right to the fairway carts hotline. Whew, I don't know if I'm ready for this, but Reggie's on the hotline. Reggie, what you got for us tonight? Hey, fellas, how y'all doing? Uh, been better, Reggie, before you called. <laughs> hey, well, I hate to say I told you so, but I think we're headed for another mediocre bowl. What, what? y'all have to say about that? <laughs> I mean, some real killer analysis yeah, there, Reggie. Reggie. What I mean, a hot what do you take. Think? We lose three of our oh, best hey. players. What do you think hey, is going to happen? I'm tired of the Heart of Dallas Bowl. I'm tired of it. Yeah, well, maybe it's called the Zaxby's well, Heart of Dallas Bowl. <laughs> Hey, well, well, I just called to tell y'all a little bit about my weekend. Let's hear it. You know, I, I, I left my son's peewee football game early to head and watch the Bulldogs play in Marshall. I get off at the exit and realize I've left my wallet, so I have no money, and I turn around to go home. I get five miles outside of Monroe, and I get a flat tire. Get that changed. And get on home, I flip the TV on, and I see Farlow, boom, a punt. That dude's got a future, by the way. <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh, I heard Jamar uh, had to sit out due to a stomach bug. I hope he's feeling better. But next game, I say load that son of a gun up uh, with some Pepto and let it roll him on out there. 
Yeah. We can't have that well, quarterback again. Wait, Reg, you drove all the way to Huntington, West Virginia, and made it back by the second half? <laughs> Huntington? We're talking about Marshall. Yeah. Oh, Marshall, Texas. Yeah, I saw that place. coming a mile away. Marshall, Texas, son. Well, well, let me ask you one thing, Reggie. Dogs at Go UAB ahead. this week. UAB's favored by a point. Dogs are 8-2. and two. Who you got this week? Hey, Jamar over his stomach issues? Uh, not going to comment on that, Reggie. Oh, man, you kind of backed me into a corner. Uh, I'll take UAB by touch. <laughs> Appreciate you, Reggie. Get out of here. Don't come All back. All right, over and out, fellas. Back, Re- Reggie mentioned. The, find out who that guy is. Seriously, he mentioned the booming punt by Farlow. By the way, and Farlow did have not one nice kick, but they returned at thirty yards. He did make a nice form tackle. But I got a question for you. What you got? Your tech coach Skip Holtz. You know the head man himself. Seventh season here in Ruston. Farlow has obviously had some issues throughout the year uh, when it comes to punting. I think he's averaging somewhere around thirty-six, thirty-seven yards per kick. Four games left. You can obviously maintain Jacob Barnes' mm-hmm. red shirt. Barnes, the brother of former Louisiana Tech kicker Jonathan Barnes. Is it time to throw Barnes out there as the punter? Ben, I'm going to be honest. Throw anybody out there at punter. Yes, you throw Barnes out there. He's got four games left. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? He has a bad game or two, and you put Farlow back in and get your 37 yards apart. Yep. Not the end of the world. Nah, Nothing think, to lose. I think I'm with you, and I wouldn't be shocked. If we saw Barnes this week uh, at UAB, obviously you never know how a freshman's going to perform. But at the end of the day, you're you're a you're a punter, so you certainly have to figure out a way uh, to kick the ball 40, 45 yards down the field. So, you know that that kind of recaps the Marshall loss. Obviously, Louisiana Tech eight game win streak ends at the hands of the Thundering Herd. We're going to go ahead take our next time out. We come back from the break, Beck. Be real honest with you. Not sure what we're going to discuss. We're going to discuss a multitude. We got a special call on deck. Hey. Hey. We got a special call on deck. We'll be right back after the break. DQ fans, your favorite chicken strips just got a sweet BFF. It's the DQ Chicken and Waffle Basket, a next-level chicken strip basket with 100% all-white meat chicken strips paired perfectly with a sweet Belgian waffle, plus fries and syrup. It's a treat and an eat, and it's totally delicious. Try the sweet and savory chicken and waffle basket today. And don't forget your blizzard. Only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the uncommon bank. Member FDIC. If you've been waiting for just one more good reason to buy a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden, here it is. New EasyGo Carts from Fairway Carts are available with lithium batteries. That means a much longer battery life, which means more time for you to be out having fun on your EasyGo. From a standard golf cart to the big four and six passenger carts for the whole family. 
EasyGo is the industry leader in lithium battery technology. Their batteries are 100% maintenance free, deliver consistent performance with a longer life and much quicker charging time than conventional batteries. And best of all, they come with an unprecedented eight year battery warranty. Don't wait any longer. You've got all the reasons you need to buy a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden. Come see the big selection in the showroom on Highway 531 just north of I-20 or call 318-371-CART. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech Sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Top Line, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor running the board. We got the fan favorite, Robbie and Chalmette, joining us on the Fairway Car Top Line. Robbie, what you got for us tonight? Hey, what are you saying? It's Robbie and Chalmette. What are y'all doing tonight? Well, we ain't heard from you in weeks. Oh, man, well, I was down here. I've been working a bunch at the plant, trying to pay my bills. And the dogs, and skip off. You dream my damn me. You're warming up to the fact that, hey, I think I'm going to bet them. <laughs> so I did. And guess what? J-Mar gets suspended. For what? <laughs> Robbie, that I... would have been some useful information, stripper. <laughs> <laughs> now, I gotta drive into the city, go to Harris, I took a little advance from my father-in-law, I'm gonna try to double it up so I can keep that money and then pay my bookie. So, anyway, you know, I just wanna know what happened, man, what happened to Rob, Robbie. Robbie, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. It's unclear at this point. Yes, we, we lost we, Robbie. We gotta, I always forget that Robbie's, Robbie's he's out. He's, well, out. he's out. He's yeah, out. He's out. He don't. He don't ask he, questions. He got to get to Harris. Yeah, Robbie, Robbie <laughs> don't ask questions. He's got double his money. Well, I was, you know, I was actually thinking about Robbie this week, and that was my main concern with not getting a, a an official well, announcement. Well, you know, he doesn't have. Oh, you know, Robbie likes to bet early. You know, because yeah. when he comes, you know, gets he's off, trying to get that line. Quick. Gets off the boat, gets some supplies, put his bets in, gets back on the boat, the plant, wherever he's working. You know, he's all over the place. <laughs> yeah, who knows? He's a workaholic. If I know anything about Robbie, yeah, he, he, like this week, he's trying to catch that UAB line at minus one before it gets out to minus five. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's he's quick to the party. Speaking of that, give me a second. Yeah, I think the line uh, opened at yeah. minus one. Did it? Yeah, I think. Uh, it, you know where it's at right now? I want to say it's at minus five. Maybe we got a quick text on the text line from Ron and Monroe. Two questions: What guy? What do you guys consider a major bowl for Tech? I, Ron, I don't know at this point. I think the biggest thing for me, and this is just me speaking from an individual perspective, I'm not necessarily concerned with what the individual bowl game is. I just want to see a matchup with a P5 team. Is that fair, Beck? Yeah, I was I was going to say, what bowls are is it not going to be? And we know it's not going to be a... It's not going to be a, a New, New Year's Year Six, six obviously, yeah, now. Right. But I, I, for me, I just want to play... I want Tech to play a Power 5 opponent regardless of where it may be. I, I don't, And granted, you could go to New Orleans and potentially face off with the Sunbelt champ, Appalachian State, which... If you beat Appalachian State when they're 12-1, and that's a great win, obviously. But at the same time, 
does, Appalachian does, State's only on the map because they beat Michigan that one year. Well, and does that really move the needle that – like, I would just rather beat a 6-6 six and six North Carolina or whoever it is uh, over beating an Appalachian State. And that's just me. And it probably depends on what your preference is. You'd rather a bigger name school with a lesser yeah, record I want some than name a small value. name school with a good record. Yeah, All right. absolutely. And then Ron also asked, when has Tech ever been in a major bowl game or I, am I forgetting? Ron, I'm going to tell you one thing. You ain't forgetting much. You're not forgetting much. But some of our older listeners will tell you that the Grantland Rice Bowl back in 1971 was pretty big. But, you know, your boy doesn't put a whole yeah, lot of stock yeah. into that one. Yeah, 20 years before you were even born, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wasn't even thought about at that point in the year. So. <laughs> certainly, certainly not getting me with the Grantland Rice Bowl, Beck Ames. <laughs> So, Beck, I, I got a couple of questions for you. And, you know, we were discussing today, what what are we going to do in segment three? We didn't really have a clue. We didn't want to get two guests on. You know, when you get two guests, you really don't have a whole lot of time to run your trap. Yeah, and, and, and you're banking that everybody wants to hear from both of them. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, the chances they want to hear from one, sure. But both, it's a parlay, my friend. Got a quick text on the text line from Joey. UAB's favored by five and a half over or under at forty six. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good line. I feel. I'll take the under. Will you? I'll take the under. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. As far as the minus five and a half for UAB, and, and we're going to talk with Evan Dudley of AL dot com in the next segment. But it's pretty interesting when you look at this UAB team. Tyler Johnston, the starting quarterback, has been out the last couple of weeks with a knee injury. Um, his season to this point has been pretty uneven when you look at completing 59% of his throws for 15 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. And then the freshman, Dylan Hopkins, who has stepped in in his place, he's only completing 50% of his throws, but he's only throwing it 17 times a game. So I think certainly I don't have a problem with UAB being favored by any means, especially after what we saw against Tech. And you give him three points at home too, so really. Two-point favorite. Yeah. So, I don't know. My gut says go UAB, but I, I don't know. We're going to see what kind of leadership this Tech team has, see if they can get off the mat. Yeah, it's, again, I just wouldn't be surprised if Aaron turns it up a little bit this week, defense steps up, you know. they got a week under their belt of knowing what the heck's going on. So Got a quick text from Matt on the text line. Won't and, matter what bowl we go to, if Jamar can put down the and be available to play. Fair yeah, enough. you know. You said Making it, not some me. speculations, but hey, you know. You said it, not me, Matt. So let's touch on Jamar a little bit, Beck. You know, we let the fans decide. You know, we let them decide. What do you want to hear us discuss in this segment? Well, first question I got. Jamar suspended for two games. Is Beck undoing his poem and disassociating himself from QB1? <clears throat> Ben, I've had some time to think about this, and this is this is you know the problem with putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. You know, you get burned. Absolutely. I mean, I sat here and poetically read my soul to this man, and I've never even met. And then three weeks later, lets me down. You put your soul into it. Yeah, I did. So, so what are you gonna do now? I, I'm a little gun shy. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm just very. I'm feeling. I was, You're feeling hurt. I'm feeling a little hurt if I'm just. Feels a little personal, Ben. It feels a little personal, oh, like it was directed at you. Like maybe it was directed at me. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe I'm being too. Listen, here's my know. thoughts on it, and you can agree with me. You can disagree with me. I de- 
definitely take back what I – well, I won't say I take back. He, he was playing well this year. I take back what I said about the leadership stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, Beck, and I'll say this. Like, we've heard a lot of talk about Jamar should never play another down. Jamar should never do this or that. And, obviously, the quarterback's going to get a bulk of the conversation over the other two players that were, you know, suspended. And that just comes with playing the position. But here's my thoughts on it. I'm obviously disappointed. Like, listen, I'm be. You like to be vulnerable. I'm about to be vulnerable. Be vulnerable, Ben. I've supported Jamar to the freaking core oh. for two and a half years. You sure have. Through thick and thin, I've been all in, all in, saying, you know, hold on, he's gonna figure it out. I've kept my fingers crossed. But listen, I'm as disappointed as anyone. Every time that. We talked about Jamar's improvements throughout the year, and we've seen some of the flack that people have thrown around on the message boards throughout the week as to, you know, oh, yeah, good good call. It, Jamar's been really improved. Well, you know, it's not necessarily a bad call. Like, who expects something like this to happen? It's kind of like me drafting Antonio Brown, number one in fantasy. Like, no one expected him to not be on the team and not play. But I'm going to be honest with you, I'm – I'm disappointed. And and going forward, do I hope Jamar plays against UTSA? I do. Do I hope he plays in the conference championship if there is one? I do. Do I hope he plays in the bowl game? I do. <laughs> you want to know why? Why? BC likes to win. No doubt. And if Jamar Smith gives Tech the best chance to win, that's what I want. Because when I look back, and I've said this before, when I look back in 20 years, I might have dementia. You I might. might not remember what happened during this year. I want to see 10 wins, 11 wins. That's what I want to see. So, at the end of the day, I ain't got to like him. I ain't got to like him. I ain't got to I don't have to support what he did. I mean, let's be real. Honestly, we got a couple more games and he's gone. Yeah. Well, and so shift from well, whether and, you love Jamar or not and shift to love Tech, want to win. Well, and this is a lot of what we talk about. This is totally unrelated to Tech, but a lot of times like People are like, well, so-and-so XYZ athlete does this and this and this off the field. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not the guy that gives a rats behind too much of what. That's true. Like, I I like athletes. Like, I like what they do for my personal entertainment. What they do in their free time. They're hired by that squad to do what they do. How they raise their kids, that's up to them. I'm going to raise my kids. You're going to raise your kids. We might not see eye to eye, but here we are co-hosting the show together. Hey, and if you keep throwing tutties, I'm happy happy with with it. Absolutely. So, Beck, I'm not going to let you babysit my kids, but I'm happy. After you saw Allen start at quarterback, do you see him? Do you see him being the starting quarterback next year? I mean, you don't start somebody you don't have the most faith in. So, I think it is telling to what the coaches are thinking for next year. If we were, if it was between Elliott and you know Aaron Allen, I think we would see a, a split time. And Ben, you even made the comment that that Weston looked a little. I thought Weston was more comfortable. Looked more comfortable. Comes in, makes a di- a Dilfer's dime of a throw, to the first throw, okay? Dilfer! He made it. It was a beautiful throw. It was a good throw. Yeah. Got a little antsy, and you could, you can't even really say that. I mean, it's that's been his struggle. You know, he comes in and, and throws interceptions. So, you that's a concern for the coaching staff, 100%. I do think Weston has ability. He's been the number Would two. Would Tech for, be better off going with Weston at UAB this we'll, week? We'll never know. We will never know. In fact, I'm going to make an unpopular opinion. I know what you think. I think maybe. 
Like, and I say this not because I think Weston's not going to go out there and throw at least two interceptions. I say this because of how comfortable he looked in the offense. I think Allen's a more talented quarterback, but I think Weston's got more time in the offense. Yeah, I think right now with where they're both at, I just think Weston's more sure of himself. And I think in a game against UAB, a good defense like Tech's not going into Birmingham this Saturday and winning ten to seven. Right, like they're going to have to figure out a way to score twenty four points if they want to win. Right, and I got that's my opinion. And and here's and I'm the same way. I'm the same way. We don't know, but my thing with with Weston is he 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 needs five consecutive drives. Oh, I'm no, I'm saying like these one drives at the end of the game trying to. Make an impact, like you press. He hasn't. He has not played as much football as the other quarterbacks throughout his career, and I we agree. know that based on his career path. So I'm not saying I would like to see not not that we'll see it this week, but I, I he just needs game time, just like Aaron does. Now he needs to do better with his game time, like Aaron has done. 100. percent That's on him. But I think he needs some game. Like there's one drive at the very end of the game with you know it's just not. I don't think it's as telling. It hadn't looked good on paper, but. I think he's he's been the number two for two and a half years. I mean, there's a reason for that, for what he does in practice. Um, so, yeah, it, he's got some game film now, and Aaron got bumped to number two. But there's a reason he was where he was the past two and a half years, and I know it doesn't show on the field right now. Back, I'll what, tell you one thing. What? I love QB debates. Me too. I love them. Let's go ahead and jump to our next timeout. We come back from the break. We'll talk with Evan Dudley, AL.com. Beat writer for the UAB Blazers will join us to preview Louisiana Tech and UAB. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Sports Talk 977 is presented by the injury attorney Jeff Guerrero in Monroe. If you or someone you know has been injured in an accident or has been the victim of medical malpractice, do what thousands of others have done. Go Guerrero. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. Our huge Thanksgiving sale is this Saturday and Sunday. Not quite ready for your new home or want to save thousands on your new home? Ask about our layaway plan this Saturday and Sunday at Greg Tilly's Bossier City. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. For more information, go to O'NeillGas.com. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. for a healthy dose of Louisiana Tech sports. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank, is back on the radio. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. 
Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Haynes, John Tabers running the board. Beck, we got a big one this weekend. Louisiana Tech travels to Birmingham for a matchup of two of the better teams in Conference USA play, Louisiana Tech and UAB. And to preview the matchup, Evan Dudley of AL.com. Evan, thanks for joining us tonight. Appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. So, Evan, when you look at this matchup between Louisiana Tech and UAB, uh, obviously the job that Bill Clark has done uh, during his tenure in Birmingham is certainly uh, not something that can be overlooked. Talk about how much uh, not only Bill Clark has meant to this program in its entirety, but the job that he has done since UAB uh, reestablished their program three years ago. Uh, obviously, he means a, a lot just you know beyond the program, but also to the community. You know, he he is Birmingham. He preaches Birmingham. Uh, he, you know, he's taken advantage of you know what UAB has to offer as well. You know, you look at their medical school. And as far as what he's been able to do since the return, obviously he was able to get a you know a lot of JUCO guys and maybe some other guys from some Power Five programs who were kind of on their on their last leg and was able to bring those guys in. That first year he uh, wins eight games. Uh, last year, obviously, he comes in uh, wins the conference championship. And this year, uh, obviously, you look at their schedule; they haven't really played a lot of people. I believe Akron is now the only winless team they have faced this season. But after losing 30 seniors, uh, more than 30 seniors from last year, I believe it was about 34, uh, you know, he has them at seven wins. And, you know, looking at these last two games, you know, if they can win these last two, you know, they're they're nine and three. And, you know, with a couple other dominoes here and there, you know, they could, you know, win back-to-back division titles. Absolutely. And so you look at this UAB team, uh, obviously seven and three on the year, uh, right in the thick of things in the Conference USA West division. Uh, Tyler Johnston at quarterback has been cleared to play this week. Uh, talk a little bit about, obviously he's been hurt the last couple of weeks, but how he has performed uh, throughout the early portion of the year and, you know, throughout his first 13 games as a starter. Uh, Tyler, uh, obviously you can see what he does on the field. Uh, you know, he he can throw the uh, long ball uh, really well. You know, he can get downfield. Uh, he has a, you know, he adds value to the running game. But also within that, he also has a tendency to maybe push it at times, maybe take chances where he shouldn't, and you know, and that's cost them games. You know, with turnovers, you look at this season alone. Western Kentucky, he had four interceptions. Uh, the Tennessee game, four first half turnovers, uh, three of which came on the first play of drives, and um, obviously he, he's out against Southern Miss, and you know, turnovers in the quarterback position lend themselves to another loss. So, you know, that that's kind of the negative of it. But at the same time, you know, he is a leader. Uh, you know, the players, you know, they, they rally behind this guy. And, you know, he's going to go out there and give his best effort each time, even if he's, you know, making mistakes. He's easy to shake those off and kind of go back out there. And looking at his replacement, Dylan Hopkins, obviously just a redshirt freshman and not necessarily the greatest thrower in the world. If Louisiana Tech fans are to see him on the field, uh, which, you know, look at, listening to Bill Clark in his press conference, it seems like there's a chance both guys might play. Uh, what does Hopkins bring to the quarterback position? Uh, well, um, we had seen a little bit earlier this season where he kind of actually took a role that Tyler Johnson was taking early last season when A.J. Early was still the starter. And, uh, and that's kind of coming in on short down, uh, uh, short down, down, short, uh, excuse me, short yardage downs uh, to kind of get a first down in kind of a QB power situation. And Dylan kind of took over that role early this season. Uh, you know, Bill actually kind of revealed to me earlier, you know, that he had a, you know, Tyler kind of suffered a little bit of a thigh bruise, you know, about the Akron game. So, you know, he wasn't, you know, running as well as he used to. And that's why they had bringing Dylan in a little bit more. Now, 
you bring into the Southern Miss game, uh, you know, Bill talked about, you know, he probably kind of took the game plan of what they had done earlier in that season, you know, uh, throwing the ball a whole lot into Southern Miss, and it, you know, really kind of backfired instead of kind of utilizing what Dylan Hawkins done well, which is through the UTEP game is running the ball. He had an incredible 70-something yard run uh, down to, the, I believe, six or nine yard line, and uh, Jermaine Brown finished that off, I believe, or Spencer Brown, uh, either either of the Browns. Uh, but he has, a, but but he was a leading rusher for UAB against UTEP. Had 163 yards on the ground, I believe, and a touchdown. So he has value in that run game, and uh, you know, he's got another gear than t- Tyler. He's a, you know, he's a pretty slippery guy. And looking at the UAB team, obviously, uh, looking at the Blazers, you know, they've been built upon Spencer Brown and his ability at running back for the last couple of years. I know this year. Uh, he's nursed a little bit of an injury throughout the year, which has slowed him down some. But that also has allowed the likes of Jermaine Brown, Lucius Stanley, and, and some others to really emerge out of that Blazer backfield. Uh, absolutely. Uh, this past week, Lucius didn't uh, play a lot. He was part of the game plan, but uh, Jermaine got hot early. Spencer, you know, he was kind of eased back in the service the past couple weeks. He only had two carries against Southern Miss, but that was probably more sore from the uh, the lopsided score at that point, kind of dictated his usage. But uh, he had eight carries against UTEP, uh, I believe it was 63, 64 yards. One of them was a long 40-yard uh, gain uh, that kind of really set them up for a field goal uh, early in the, or late in the first quarter. And uh, he's he's really looking like his old self after coming back from this injury. You know, he missed about, I think, three total games. Well, really four if you count that he was injured on the first play against Ross. Uh, but that has allowed Lucius Stanley to come in. And uh, Lucius, you know, he, he had a little bit of an injury, you know, nothing major, just, you know, they felt, felt more comfortable resting him a little bit and allowing Jermaine and Spencer uh, being the hot hands to kind of, you know, take that lead against UTEP. But uh, Jermaine has really uh, shown out. Uh, he's a two-time back of the year in the state of Alabama, small small school, 2A and 1A. So, you know, he's kind of one of those diamonds in the rough. And uh, he was, you know, slotted as a receiver to begin the season, but, you know, kind of merged into that running back role because uh, uh, he ran, I believe he was a quarterback his high school year, his, his senior year in high school. So he knows how to run the ball probably more so than he did receiving it. And looking at the receiver position for UAB, if you just look at some of the numbers on paper, uh, one thing that really sticks out are, are the big plays that Watkins and Parham and Mitchell can make in the passing game. Oh, yeah. Uh, and all three of those guys, they – they really kind of took a backseat this past game because they focused more on the running game. But, uh, you know, talking to those guys, they actually were kind of excited about it because they got to be a little bit more physical and, you know, got to get a little bit of that downfield blocking, you know, that the uh, receivers don't get to do as much. But, you know, they really enjoy because they, you know, they actually get to get in there, you know, you know, get hands on people and kind of get downfield with them. But, uh, you know, you look at those three guys and they're all very capable, all big play guys, but they also have kind of a, a nuance to each. You know, uh, Austin's a really big, big receiver. He can get downfield real easy. Kendall comes out of the slot. He's, you know, he's a slippery guy as well. He can also, you know, run jet sweeps, get behind the line of scrimmage and, you know, come out from the backfield. And then you have Myron Mitchell, who, you know, has a tendency for spectacular catches. You know, he's, He's come down with some pretty incredible ones this year. Some of them haven't went his way. Some other ones have. But, uh, you know, all three of them have a have a different value they bring to that receiving core. And shifting to the defensive side of the ball, if, if there's one area that UAB has been dominant, it's certainly been on the defensive side. Uh, I, I know Bronte Harris was ruled out for the year, obviously, uh, an all-conference corner cornerback uh, a year ago. Uh, one of the better corners in the entire league when you look at him and Amik Robertson, uh, probably the top two corners in the league. How has Bill Clark 
uh, and his staff adjusted to Harris being out through throughout the season? Well, it didn't get easier for them on the first game of the season when uh, Jerrion Street, a senior, uh, he was a running back. Uh, he transferred in from Ole Miss. He's originally from the Hewitt Trustful area. I went to school at Hewitt Trustful, so he's from uh, North Jefferson County area, north of Birmingham. Uh, he came in and they moved him to uh, to kind of Nickelback, the start start position this past uh, this past springtime, and he excelled in there. I believe he had seven or nine tackles and a sack like uh, the first game, but he also got injured and was out for the season. Now. They'll get a medical red shirt for him, but that was kind of a big blow to the uh, secondary right then and there. So they kind of moved Dejon Turner to that star back, and you had C.D. Daniels and Starling Thomas at the starting corners, which those two guys came in at the same time, same recruiting class. Uh, they're you know friends from high school, even though they went to different high schools. Uh, one went to Homewood, one went to Ramsey. Uh, you know, there's big that big hill in Birmingham basically separates the two sides of the town that they were from. But they had known each other for a long time, so they're kind of excited for that opportunity. Uh, you've had Damian Miller, a uh, true freshman, come in. He's played some. Keandre Swoops, also another true freshman. So they've been able to actually build depth in that secondary, and their safeties have really excelled. Uh, Will Bowler, Grayson Cash, Will Dawkins, those guys, those guys have really stepped up in that secondary, uh, you know, with the loss of Bronte as well as Jerry. And, and I would imagine, you know, any secondary is certainly helped out by a dominant defensive line. Coach Holtz mentioned that defensive line, obviously led by Garrett Marino up front. Uh, you know, for, those guys up front seem to control the tempo of each and every game that UA, UAB plays in week in and week out. What makes that group so special? I think it's uh, just their tenacity to get back into the backfield. Uh, you know, uh, really, it's kind of that defensive line of those outside linebackers that do a lot of that damage, as well as the middle linebackers, too. I mean, Noah Wilder and Chris Mullett, middle linebacker, they, they lead the team in tackles. They're pretty much everywhere where the ball is, but you got the, the outside linebackers and defensive line really creating, you know, a, a lot of chaos in that backfield. And Nick Gentry and Kyle Tatum, you know, former Alabama players, you know, they, they have a real defensive, aggressive defensive mentality. You know, they preach it to these guys. So, you know, they have that, that, that kind of insatiable hunger to get back there. And um, beyond Garrett Marino, uh, you know, you have Tony Fair really stepping up here in the latter part of the season. you got Fish, Mc, uh, Fish McWilliams, you know, a lot of these other guys that, you know, we didn't hear a lot about last year but got a little bit of time. As well as the outside linebackers, you got Fitz Mofor. He moved from the middle to the outside. Uh, Jordan Smith, he's a transfer from Butler, originally signed with Florida. Uh, he's having an incredible year. Uh, true freshman Alex Wright from uh, Alba, Alabama, small little town in Alabama, uh, he's having a great year uh, on the outside as well. So, you know, a lot of the, that kind of front seven really kind of works hand-in-hand hand creating all that chaos, which in hand helps the secondary as well. And when you look up, look at the matchup between uh, UAB and Louisiana Tech, obviously two teams, Louisiana Tech comes into this game without their starting quarterback, Jamar Smith, their leading receiver, Adrian Hardy. On the opposite side, UAB uh, has obviously missed Tyler Johnston uh, in the previous two weeks as well. So two teams... Uh, you know, Louisiana Tech with a backup quarterback, UAB seems to be getting a little bit healthier. Uh, what are your keys to the game from a Blazer standpoint? Uh, you know, looking at this from a couple weeks ago, it did not look too well. Uh, obviously, with the suspensions, that you know, that kind of heightens a little bit more of the uh, uh, of the urgency to it because there is an opportunity because uh, Jamar is such a you know a talented guy. You know, he's been at Louisiana Tech since God was a boy. You know, uh, you know, he's been there forever. <laughs> And uh, you know he, you know he knows the rigors of the you know the conference and knows how to you know go on the road and get wins. So you know him a loss of him as well as Hardy that that's huge. 
So, you know, they're going to have to take advantage of that. As you know, And the front seven should, you know, they, they should need no no more extra motivation. You know, that's that's just their job to get back there. So kind of extra motivating them won't be so much. But they'll, but they'll need to be, you know, particular of who starts at quarterback. Because uh, Allen, you know, he was hurt at the end of the Marshall game, I believe. And uh, and so, you know, we really won't know who for sure, probably, you know, for a couple more days or unless, you know, uh, Skip might have said something today about it. I haven't seen but, uh, you know, that's something you're going to have to look at. Uh, but as far as offensively, you know, they're going to have to, you know, if, if Tyler's in there and he's throwing, you know, and you already mentioned his name, uh, that he's going to have to make very, you know, aware of Robertson and where he's at. You know, him along with, uh, you know, Chris Mole for UAB, you know, they're two of the top defensive playmakers in this uh, conference. So, you know, he's definitely going to have to look in that secondary as well as the front seven for Louisiana Tech because, you know, like UAB, Louisiana Tech's built, you know, on a really solid defensive, you know, you know mindset. Absolutely, Evan. We certainly appreciate you joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. How can our listeners follow your work online? Uh, you can go to Twitter, um, at Dudley Durot, A-L, uh, right as in W-R-I-G-H-T. No, excuse me, W-R-I-T-E. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Dudley Durot, A-L. And uh, you can uh, find my work at al.com forward slash UAB. Absolutely, Evan. Certainly looking forward to a fun matchup Saturday afternoon in Birmingham. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Evan Dudley, AL.com, joining us tonight on the Fairway Carts Hotline. Beck, it's going to be a tall task for the dogs Saturday afternoon. Yeah, dude knows his stuff, man. Hey, Evan Dudley, one of the best in the business. Certainly want to appreciate him joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. If we come back from the break, we'll continue talking Louisiana Tech, UAB. We'd love to hear from you on the Fairway Carts Hotline, 888-993-7762. We'll be right back after this. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat, and you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoke-cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the Uncommon Bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Think about this. Less than four in ten Americans can name any of the five freedoms guaranteed in the First Amendment. Yet, 41% of Americans under 35 think the First Amendment goes too far. Do you know your five freedoms guaranteed in the First Amendment? Freedom of speech. Freedom of religion. Freedom of the press. Freedom to peaceably assemble. Freedom to petition the government. Think First. Go to thinkfirstamendment.org to learn more. Aired in cooperation with the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubak Rustin Monroe, 97.7. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts Hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor running the board. Quick update from the Thomas Assembly Center. Beck got a defensive matchup between Mississippi Valley State. Of course they're not going to give up 120 tonight. Dogs lead 19 to 15 with six oh, minutes to go in the first I half. I got 19 17. 19 17. A little ahead of the game. game bro. Yeah, a little, a little tighter than the experts might have thought. I believe Bulldogs were a 34 point favorite over the Delta Come Dallas. on, there's a lot of game left. A lot of have game left. Faith. Yeah, a lot of game left. I so, mean, USBC, whatever, was just beating. UMBC. UMBC was just beating LSU. Now they're not. Now they are not. <laughs> now they are not. So, Beck, you know, we certainly appreciate Evan Dudley from AL.com joining us in the previous segment. And uh, w- one thing was certain about Mr. Dudley, certainly uh, has a good grasp on things in Birmingham. Uh, wh- what's the old FPI predictor say for the Bulldogs? What's the old, oh, let, me, let me look at it, BC. Yeah, I was pulling up a How much game. of a chance does it give the Bulldogs to win? I believe it's. Oh, uh, the football game. Yeah. I believe yeah. it's around uh, 41%, something like that. Ooh. Live radio at its best. Not not great odds for the dogs, nonetheless. You talk about a five-and-a-half-point line, over-under set at 46. The line is at five-and-a-half right now. Yeah. And there is a... Doesn't have the old FBI Doesn't prediction. Doesn't have the old FBI prediction. Hadn't got there yet. Man. I hadn't got there yet. So you look Conference at the, USA is on the bottom of the list. Yeah, certainly is. You oh, know. there we go. 59% chance that Tech wins the game. Really? Wow. Interesting. Must, well, not, must not be aware that QB1's out. <laughs> must not be aware. Hate to be negative. Hate to be negative. But So how can that matchup predictor... Almost 60% tech win, but UAB is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Like you said, home field advantage. <laughs> that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> home field advantage, Beck. So you look at this series between the Bulldogs and UAB. Tech leads the all-time series 5-2. UAB has obviously won the last two games in the series. You go back to 2017. UAB blocks Jonathan Barnes' field goal for the win in the final seconds. A year ago here in Ruston, uh, one of the most dominant defensive performance I've seen a team put up against the Bulldogs. UAB wins that one, twenty-eight to seven. That was actually a game that was seven to seven, I believe, late in the third quarter. So, you know, UAB obviously wins the Conference USA Championship a year ago. I think they won eleven games. Uh, we mentioned the job that Bill Clark has done. He's in his fourth season at UAB, thirty-two and seventeen overall. Um, if I were handicapping the coaches within the league, you certainly have to have Bill Clark right up there at the top. Uh, you know, not many coaches around the country would have stuck around. He was actually hired prior to the 2014 season. They just decided to cut football in 2015 and 2016. He sticks around. Here we are three years since the return, and UAB's program is really clicking on all cylinders. So when you say sticks around... Like on campus every day? Yeah, he was coaching, recruiting, practicing, 
you name it. There was just no there was no games. Yep. All all players had their eligibility frozen. Wow. I think they've lost most of those guys by now, surely. Who you knows? Know, tough to tough sell to get guys to stay for two years and not play any football. <laughs> Probably even tougher to keep guys academically eligible for two years, but I guess if if you do fail, I guess you get an opportunity. You're not losing a whole lot, especially when you consider that there's no games being played. So, but anyway, so looking at this UAB team, and you know it's senior day for the Blazers on Saturday. They've won 17 straight home games. They haven't lost a home game since the program came back in 2017. I believe they got the fourth longest win streak in the country. So that certainly makes it a daunting task, correct? Mm-hmm. But, Beck, I got a question for All you. All right. I need you to stop me. Just say stop whenever I mention a quality team, okay? Just say stop. So this is the teams that UAB's played? Yeah. All right. Just say stop. I'll say stop. Alabama State, Akron, lost to UMass, South Alabama, Rice, finally got a win, UTSA, ODU, UTEP. How, how is that their schedule? Those are the teams they've beaten. That's the easiest schedule. They've lost to Tennessee. And they're terrible. I think they've lost to Southern Miss. And if I'm not mistaken, they lost to Western Kentucky as well. So any team with a pulse, they've had struggles with. However, they get an opportunity to play a backup quarterback this week and looking for their best win of the year. So you, would, you would say this is not as tough of a matchup as I, last week. I don't know if it's not a tough matchup as much as you just don't really know. I mean, I mean, I think if Jamar was playing in the game, you would obviously think that Tech would be favored to win the game. But he's not, and so you just don't know really what you're going to get out of the quarterback position, which to me, it's mind-boggling. And we've known this for years, but it's mind-boggling how important a quarterback is. Yeah, it's a game manager, Ben. I mean, we used to compl- that's what, you know, that's what your frustration was with people complaining about Jamar last year and the year before. It's like he's not doing that bad. I know. And like if you could just get a Jamar performance in 2018 or 2017 Saturday, I think you win. Yeah. But I'll also say this. And this is like college football, college and pro. Like I don't I think the days are gone of where you see like a Trent Dilfer type quarterback or an A.J. McCarron-type quarterback, you know, a game manager, like, to the extreme. like It'll win, come back or, around. It know. will. You're not going to have the Kyler Murrays. And like, Baker if you Mayfield. can't score points anymore, you don't win big. Brad, Brad Johnson's not walking out of that locker room. No, he's not. I think it'll come back around. Back. It's the ebbs and flows of the game, man. Back. So you also think, like, 88-75 games in the NBA are coming back? No. Like it ain't Not even so, no, NBA is different. You think two one hockey scores are coming back? No, it's always going to be seven to six. Like they want more scoring to make the product more exciting. Like who cares if we're out there five hours? Like, I just don't think you're. I don't think the days of you looking up a box score and saying, "Man, you know, Tech won this week." You know, quarterback A went thirteen of nineteen for one hundred twenty-two yards. Tech won seventeen to thirteen. Like you're not going to see that week in and week out anymore. I, I, I mean, Taze, would you agree? Like, you're you're not going to see that anymore. So, you look at UAB's quarterback and mentioned Tyler Johnston. 
uh, completing 59% of his throws, 1,800 yards, 15 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Uh, the backup, Hopkins, uh, who has started the last two weeks, actually started the loss against Southern Miss when the Blazers fell 37-2. to Also started last week when they beat UTEP. Hopkins is just a redshirt freshman, completing 50% of his throws. Uh, I think he has two touchdowns, three interceptions. So, you know, one thing you look at their quarterbacks, regardless of who's been in there, they've had a propensity of turning over the football uh, with 16 combined interceptions. So what, what's the key for Tech in this one defensively? Well, it's it's pretty simple. The same as last week. Can you slow down the ground game? Now, last week we look at Marshall, and I don't think Tech necessarily did a bad job defensively. The big thing to me last week was Tech's offense was only able to manage 18 yards in its last five drives of the first half, which is inevitably showing that the Bulldogs were having three and out after three and out after three and out, which in turn was allowing or forcing their defense to be on the field for too long. And at some point, you're going to break. And that's what happened at Marshall. So this week, obviously you want to stop the run of UAB, but your offense has to be able to get two, sometimes three first downs on drives that they're not scoring on to not, to force to where your defense is not on the field for a majority of the game. Yeah, you and I talked about that in the postgame show. After watching the game, you felt like the time of possession battle was going to be 40 minutes to 20 in favor of Marshall, but it wasn't. It was a I lot agree. closer than that. But there was times well, when you felt like the defense, Tech's defense never got off the field. And, and I'm – and you look – Tech defense get off the field, but you look at – you know, the time of possession to, in a totality, it looked like Marshall, I believe, was like 33-27. to 27, But I looked at some of the the quarter-by-quarter time of possession stats, and Tech never had the ball for more than like six minutes and 40 seconds in a, in a quarter. So it's like... That's not very much. And our longest drive was well, our, sure two, our first one. Well, and our two long drives were like five minutes apiece. So it's right. like, well, those are your w- one drive and two separate quarters well that's all of your possession in that quarter so it's extremely difficult uh for your defense to hold up that long and so you you look at uab's running back obviously spencer brown's the name that sticks out lucius stanley's more of a um a guy that can go the distance out of the backfield i like evan said i think we'll see a lot of brown he's more of a bruiser uh you know a three yards and cloud of dust type guy i think he's averaging 3.7 yards per carry uh to this point in the year at the receiver position they're they're going to chuck the ball down the field vertically. It, there's there's no question about it. They're going to throw the ball down the field vertically, and they're going to force the Tech defensive back to make plays in man coverage. Well, we're going to find out. You, you can't misjudge deep balls like Michael Sam did last week in the end zone. You got to make plays at least knock the ball away, uh, or you're going to be watching the Blazers propel themselves into the end zone for sixty and sixty five yard touchdowns. Yeah. So tell me, Ben. I mean, there's got to be some factor in this like how much of last week's skip talked about the distractions with finals and with you know just this jamar stuff i mean do you feel like the team this week aaron's second week of full practice i think he'll settle in more i gotta believe it i mean i know how i feel as a fan i was on edge last week yeah i'm much more settled in this week yeah i agree i bet i'll be real honest with be you. be really honest ben i'm gonna be real honest Finals didn't stress me out too much in college. No, 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 no. I know, I know. I'm not, but I mean, it's just, it is an added. Distraction. Had my boy to get me through. Yeah, I did get you through everything. You sure did. So that, that's a look at the Blazers. Like I mentioned, 
uh, you know, number seven in total defense, number seven in passing yards allowed, number 10 in rush defense. You name it, they're good at it defensively. Louisiana Tech's certainly going to have to find a way to move the football on Saturday if they're going to be able to come away with a victory in Birmingham. We come back from the break. Going to put a bow on it. Certainly been a fun show tonight. Certainly appreciate you listening. Would love for you to join us on the Fairway Cards Hotline, 888-993-7762. We'll be right back after this. It's a huge Thanksgiving sale this Saturday and Sunday, the 23rd and 24th at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. Every home on the lot is discounted thousands off MSRP. Don't miss out on the biggest sale of the year this Saturday and Sunday at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe, and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. Have you looked at the calendar? The seasons are changing, and fun season is almost here. You mean fall season? Nope, fun season. Because any season is more fun with a new Easy Go golf cart from Fairway Carts in Minden. With an Easy Go that perfectly fits your lifestyle, you'll have fun at the football games, fun with the family on a camping trip or riding around the neighborhood, even have fun in the woods during hunting, I mean hunting season. And Fairway Carts always has a great selection of Easy Go gas or electric carts with the performance you need and the value to please any budget. Experience the comfort of an EasyGo personal cart, the convenience of a multi-passenger cart, or the rugged durability of an EasyGo utility cart. Yes, fun season is coming, and it's going to be your new favorite season of the year. It all starts with a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden on Highway 531, just north of I-20. Give them a call at 318-371-CART. Gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, final segment of the IBC. Beck Haynes, John Tabor running the board. Quick update from the Thomas Assembly Center with 45 seconds remaining in the first half. Your Bulldogs, 36. Delta Devils, 21. Dogs starting to impose their will after a slow start quick programming update we will not have a show next tuesday night i believe the lady textures take precedent over the boys at bleed tech blue it's all right beck needs a bye week anyway yeah, about time for a bye week beck needs a bye week i'll have a podcast out one day next week probably 
probably clone it together with the game day podcast. We'll just go one podcast next week, uh, you know, about 45 minutes to an hour. So be on the lookout for that. We, Of course, like I said, we do not have a live show next week, but we will have a podcast out. I'll tweet it. I'll put it on Facebook. It'll also be on bleedtechblue.com. Beck, real quick, I want to take a look at the Conference USA standings. Uh, Marshall 5-1 and one in the East, along with Florida Atlantic. Western Kentucky's 4-2. and two. Uh, Those are the three teams that are still in the race. Uh, on that side of Conference USA in the West Division, Louisiana Tech 5-1, and one. Southern Miss 5-1 and one as well, UAB 4-2. and two. So you look at some of the scenarios when it comes to winning the conference. In the West Division, uh, the Bulldogs c- still control their own destiny. You, you win your final two games against UAB and UTSA, the Bulldogs will win the division at 7-1 and one overall, virtue of holding the tiebreaker over Southern Miss. The Golden Eagles can win the division by winning versus Western Kentucky and at Florida Atlantic. That's two tough games for the Golden Eagles in the final two weeks of the season. Uh, if they win both of those and Tech loses one time, Southern Miss holds the tiebreaker over UAB. Therefore, they will be the conference USA West division champs. And then when you look at it from UAB's perspective, the Blazers can win the division by winning versus Louisiana Tech and at North Texas in the final week of the regular season, along with Southern Miss losing twice. they got to lose twice because Southern Miss holds the tiebreaker over UAB, and then UAB would then hold the tiebreaker over Louisiana Tech if both schools are 6-2. and two. When it comes to a three-team tie, things get a little bit muddy. I don't want to really get into that. I'm not sure really how clear that is. When it comes to hosting the conference champion, conference championship, uh, head-to-head competition is obviously the first tiebreaker uh, if the teams have the same conference record. If the two teams did not play, the CFP ranking is the next tiebreaker. Mm. If neither team is in the top 25 of the college football playoff rankings and wins on the final weekend, average computer ranking from the Anderson and Hester, Billingsley, Collix, Matrix, and Wolf yeah. would be determined. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah, we'll use that to determine the A lot of tech sports report put out a really great graphic on Twitter yeah, this week. check that out. Check that out. That'll sum up everything Ben just tried to say. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> a lot easier to read than everything I just said. Looking at Conference USA action this weekend, Marshall travels to Charlotte, Louisiana Tech travels to UAB, North Texas travels to Rice. You can check that game out on NFL Network. Western Kentucky travels to Southern Miss. UTEP steps out of conference looking for their second win of the year at New Mexico State. Old Dominion will travel to Middle Tennessee, Florida Atlantic travels to UTSA, and Florida International will host the Hurricanes of Miami. So, Beck, final segment of the show. You know what time it is. Yeah, it's time to put a bow on it. It's time to put a bow on it. A little update, halftime score from your... a little Dunkin' Dogs. Dunkin' Dogs, there you go. I I got texters. Yeah. 36-24. Mississippi Valley State making a run right before half. A little tighter than the experts thought. A five-point rally. Yeah, a little rally right there. So, Beck, 2.30 p.m. kickoff Saturday, ESPN Plus. Myself, Mark Kramer, will have the post-game show on KXKZ 107.5. We'd love to hear your thoughts following the game. Bulldogs, 
like we've mentioned throughout the show, five-and-a-half-point underdogs at UAB. Over or under set at 46. What will the Bulldogs need to do to win this game? I think the big thing for me offensively, Aaron Allen has to continue to protect the football. Bulldogs got to be able to find some resemblance of a run game if they're going to win. They can't go into UAB and expect Allen to throw for 275, 300 yards. And then defensively, can you slow down UAB's run game with Spencer Brown and not get beat over the top in the passing game? Yeah, Ben, the more I think about it, the more I think the dogs are going to be just fine. I think Aaron, Really? Yeah, I really do think. Uh, bet the mortgage? Bet the, ah, shoot. Uh, bet the car note. Oh, I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. Car note. Uh, I think the, they opened it up for Aaron a little bit this week. I, I, I just can't emphasize enough what a, a week of practice of knowing what's going on has got to do for the team. I think it does settle you uh, down. I, a I just bit. it's got there's no way it doesn't, especially after everything last week. So I think the the dogs settle in. They know what's they know what's ahead of them. They know what they got to do to win conference, and that's been a goal all year. And it doesn't have to die with these suspensions. I certainly hope that you're right. Now just got a good feeling, BC. No, we don't have a show next week. So say Louisiana Tech does win. Jamar returns as a starter. It's Senior Day the following week against. You think he gets oh, booed? Oh, yes, I think he gets booed. I think really? even if we win, he gets booed. Really? Yeah. That's a 2.30 p.m. kickoff the following weekend as well. Barf. But, so you so you think he gets booed? I do. I, I don't, I'm not saying he gets booed by everybody, but I think there will be some boo birds out there. So even if he wins a 10th game, what, no, what I mean, if he I think finish, he's jogging out. What if he finishes the year 12-2? and two? How, how does his career get remembered and wins the conference championship? If he, I think the conference championship would, would make people forget. I think so too, but yeah. I think I think he de- if the no com- if we lose conference championship, it's we'll see you, Jamar. I agree, I agree with that. So looking at the matchup with UAB this weekend, it's prediction time. Beck, yeah, let me hear it. Low scoring affair. Oh, agree. Bet the under. I got Bulldogs. Twenty one, seventeen. All right, twenty-one seventeen. Taves, what you got? Twenty-three twenty. Dogs? Give me the dogs. Yeah, Taves. Boys, for the first time since Texas, I'm going against the grain. Oh yeah, you are. Give me the Blazers twenty. Twenty. Louisiana Tech seven. Oh my gosh, no faith, man. Hey, it is what it is. UAB twenty. Louisiana Tech seven. I just, I'm just. If that's the case, we will see both quarterbacks. Oh, I agree. I agree with that. Seven seven point score going in the fourth. Mister Elliott's getting a shot. Hopefully, he doesn't turn it over. So it's been a fun show tonight. Like I mentioned, no show next week. Lady Texters take precedent over the boys at Bleed Tech Blue. Yes, I'm referencing us in probably second, second person, yeah. third person, fourth person. Yep. Who knows? We will have a podcast out one day next week. Be on the lookout for it. Louisiana Tech at UAB Saturday afternoon, 2.30 p.m. kickoff. ESPN Plus can listen to the game. Dave Nitz, Teddy Allen will have the call. KXKZ 107.5 for Beck Haynes. John Tabor, fantastic job running the board. I'm BC. We'll see you.